to Leitner. Puts it up. You're listening to the Culture State Podcast. Get ready. Woo! All right. Emergency episode of the Culture yep. State Podcast. Yep. We got to put everything on hold. Everything we have planned this week out the window. Because when huge news happens in the state of North Carolina, we couldn't be Culture State without actually making sure that we have a special episode to cover that. Cam Newton is back in the state of North Carolina with the Carolina Panthers. But before we get mm-hmm. there, though, we got to talk about there. our great sponsor, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Something you never have to put on hold, Chris, every Tuesday, Large Papa Murphy's Pizzas, $10.99. That's it. Mm-hmm. $10.99, Large Papa Murphy's Pizza. Order it online, take it home, pop it in your oven, pull it out fresh, man. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Dennis, I have a question. Talk to me. When you say ten ninety nine, mm-hmm. does that mean that you know I'm going to save so much money that Papa Murphy's is going to have to send me a ten ninety nine at the end of the year, and the U.S. Mean. government is going to have to tax me on this at the end of the year because I'm saving so much money on the way I pizza? No, 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 no 1099s, no taxes on that regard from the federal government. No, you're cool, man. Just order that pizza. 1099, you're good to go every Tuesday at Papa Murphy's. Give him a follow on Twitter Man. and Instagram at Papa Murphy's. So I can get two pizzas and it'll be $22. Yeah, that's it. And guess Crazy. what? You can have Hard. some Papa Murphy's pizza and watch Cam Newton play. Because guess what? He's back with the Panthers. Because I'm not <laughs> sure if you heard this, but he's back. Yeah. You know what? I think sometimes when you eat pizza, it kind of looks like the dab a little bit. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, okay, that's fair. I respect that. I feel like Superman after that pizza. And you know what? I'm I'm excited to see the Superman pose back here in the state of North Carolina. And Chris, the thing about Cam Newton, I I, on our show Culture State Saturday, I said this. He you can argue and state that he is the most influential pro sport athlete Mm -hmm. to play in the state of North Carolina Mm -hmm. in terms of just a national landscape and just a, a a charismatic figure that that just draws attention, you know. When Cam Newton was gone for the last year and a half, people were like, okay, the Panthers, they're just there. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, okay, they have Christian McCaffrey, they have some good, but they're just there. But they're just another the team in the NFL. Just another team. Okay? They, they exist. Nobody really cares. Yeah, but when he's back, guess what? People talk about this team. People talk about him because of the player that he is, but he just makes the franchise relevant. That's the thing. One guy makes this franchise relevant. So for for those out there, when we say the the most influential player to ever play in North Carolina, of course, people are going to say, well, what about Jordan? Jordan never actually played his professional um, career in the state of North Carolina as far as him being a part of a team in the state of North Carolina. He owns the Charlotte Hornets. He never played for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, So as far as actually playing in the state of North Carolina – Absolutely. It's Cam Newton hands down. Maybe yeah. LaMelo Ball can touch him at some point. Maybe. Uh, who knows? But, you know, at this point, it's Cam Newton and it's Cam Newton by a couple of miles. Oh, yeah. um, here's the thing w- when it comes down to, to Cam. We do this show because we love the state of North Carolina. We love mm-hmm. what it has to offer. But if we think about it, for the most part, North Carolina is still kind of a secret. Right. Yeah. As far as like it being a great place to be at, you know, a place where you can raise your kids, a place where you can come have fun, a place where you can come get a great education, a place where you can live a great life, be prosperous, any type of thing. There's all kinds of things that's, that's happening here. We know that. Right. Um, but you need things to attract other people. And when it comes down to our sports teams, um, 
the Charlotte Hornets, one of the things that only reason why people really pay attention to the Hornets right now is because of the cool colors and Michael Jordan owns them. Yeah. Other than that, the Hornets haven't done anything in a long time no. to make anybody really pay attention to the Hornets. The the Carolina Hurricanes, before Rod Brendamore was head coach, eh, you know? Well, there was a stretch where it was just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Hurricanes. I mean, obviously, they had their Stanley Cup run back in 2006. Yeah. They the Eastern Conference Finals back again in 2009. Rod Brendamore, part of those teams. But, yeah, there was a 10-year stretch where they didn't make the playoffs. And now mm-hmm. Rob Brendamore is head coach, and they got some really great young talent. Now it's like, oh, Hurricanes, one of the top teams in the entire NHL, and that's being played right here in North Carolina. So it's just – it's amazing how there's an ebb and flow when it comes to pro sports oftentimes. But I was also going to say, even with that, though, yeah. um, if you look on ESPN every night, because now ESPN has the NHL package, so now they actually talk about the NHL. Of course. Um, that's how the business goes. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> They don't actually really talk about the Hurricanes as much. It's oh. still about Ovechkin. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's still about you know other teams. It's still about the Kraken. It's still about the Golden Knights. It's still yep. about the the teams that you know have that national spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Carolina Hurricanes are still overlooked, and they're legitimately, as we're recording this, probably changed by the time you guys listen to this, the number two team in the NHL behind the yep. Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. and. And not by a lot. They they could be the number one team if they happen to beat the Florida Panthers uh, a few days ago. So anyway, um, getting getting back to Cam, when the Panthers didn't have Cam and and they released him, at the time, I understood why they did did that. I understood the move. At the same time, though, um, I thought that unless they had a solid plan to move on to the next person, that it wouldn't work. Because not only is this person who's going to replace Cam Newton going to have to fill the shoes of being an MVP, uh, being, you know, a a chain mover, but they're also going to have to fill the shoes of being a philanthropist, somebody who's important to the city of Charlotte, somebody that brings energy um, to the team and to the fan base. Because let's keep it real. Charlotte is a transplant city. Oh, yeah. Raleigh is. Raleigh is a transplant city, mm-hmm. right? So if the Panthers aren't doing w- doing well, a lot of people are not going to care because yep. even people who are my age probably grew up liking other teams because we remember a time when there wasn't a Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, Cam Newton gave the team not only just relevancy in the national media, but also relevancy locally. Mm-hmm. in the state of North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And so uh, you absolutely needed somebody uh, who could do that. And I, I think that's something that David Tepper and Matt Rule really underestimated when they got rid of him. Oh, yeah. You look at, okay, Christian McCaffrey was probably going to be that guy, but with his injuries and stuff, it, you take that guy off the field. He doesn't have that personality, that though. What's that? Yeah. He doesn't have the personality for that, though. Yeah, and also he doesn't have the personality, but in terms of just being like that face of the franchise, that face mm-hmm. of the team, because he is so talented, he definitely att- he, he definitely attracts a, a, a certain demographic in terms of, uh, let's just say, I know some ladies that really like him. They don't like football, but they know they <laughs> like him, uh, they which is Christian. totally fine. Um, <laughs> um, but but also the thing as well is like you have to have that again that quote unquote face of your franchise. You mentioned the Charlotte Hornets, like yeah, they have cool colors and stuff, but they have a guy now, Lamelo Ball, who is exciting to watch, and that team is 
fun to watch. They have the exciting colors. They have an owner that everyone knows in Michael Jordan, but that key player, LaMelo Ball, that's everything for them. That is their franchise right now. And go here in Raleigh. Look at the Hurricanes. You can have guys like Andre Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo. So those guys are like faces now of this franchise and also are just very good on a national media sense in terms of, hey, these guys are not only stars now, but are continuing to get better and are the future stars of the NHL. And that is going to carry the franchise for the next, hopefully, decade plus. When you think about football and, you know, there's only uh, 16 games in the season, now 17. Mm -hmm. um, when you lose one game, that could be the equivalent in hockey or in basketball as maybe a five or six game losing streak. Right. Yeah. So when it, so the, the Hornets, even though they haven't been the best team and they've been like, uh, you know, a fringe playoff team the last few years, um, they still, you could still turn tune in to a random Hornets game and have fun watching it because yeah. they're going to be competitive. And even if they don't win, they're going to be competitive and you're going to see a lot of great action. Right. We've seen over the last few years for the Carolina Panthers, they've gone on these epic losing streaks in the middle of the season towards the end of the season. That includes with Cam being on the roster, but that's when Cam was hurt. 2018, yeah. 2019, also 2020. Looked like they were about to start that again for 2021, uh, but they nipped it in the bud. And so when you start losing five, six, seven games in a row like the Panthers have done, people start checking out. People yeah. don't care anymore. I, I go to the stadium and I cover these games. And it's amazing to see the difference in how packed Bank of America Stadium was in 2015, 2016, 2017, first part of 2018, and how empty it got since Cam got hurt in 2018, yep. 2019. I didn't go in 2020. Not a lot of people went in 2020 because of the pandemic. And now carried over to 2021. Um, so they absolutely needed that shot in the arm to have them there. But then also, here's the thing, too, on the field. Um, whether taking away all his deficiencies uh, of passing and all that good stuff. Right. Cam Newton can still move the chains. Yeah. And the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, has already said that he wants the team to have an identity of running the ball. Who's the best quarterback to have to run the ball with? Right. Christian McCaffrey's stats will probably jump and he already has ridiculous stats with Cam Newton in the backfield because okay. you let Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton run that option and you got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson stretching, uh, you know, the, the safeties and, and the corners up, you know, running routes. You're going to have you're putting a lot of pressure right there on those linebackers to stop somebody. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of the X's like, and O's talk here from Chris Lee, you yeah. know, and only thing you need is just like five yards of play. If you get five, if you average five yards of play, you never get in third down situations and you're continuously moving the ball. You're going to tire out the defense. You're going to have, you know, um, long possessions. And, and this is something that will be exciting for the fans and you can control games and keep them, um, you know, within reach when you go against like the Tampa Bays of the world and, and the Buffalo Bills of the world, which they'll have to go against after the bye week. So uh, this was definitely a smart football move as well. Oh, yeah. The the, the on-field stuff will, will play itself out, for lack of a better term. But in terms of talk about like tickets and people being there, Chris, <laughs> I, know, I know some people were like, you know what? You can almost wait till the morning of a Panthers game and go online and see some cheap prices if you actually feel like going to a game. Yeah. 
this upcoming Sunday where they play the Washington football team, it's it's over a hundred bucks plus just to get a nosebleed seat right now. Like it, you just you can't find it because of this guy, and that's the impact that he has. Yahoo Sports has already said the ticket prices have jumped forty one percent, and that yep. was uh, based on you know Monday, November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so by the time you guys are listening to it, maybe it's jumped a lot more because <laughs> the anticipation of of Cam Newton playing in Bank of America Stadium for the first time since twenty nineteen. Yeah, it definitely it's been a minute. It's been a minute since he's been there. Also, going to be facing his former head coach, Ron Rivera, who's coming to Washington. It's a homecoming. It's homecoming in Charlotte just before Thanksgiving. Gotta love it. And you can't forget, like, before uh, the Charlotte, or the Carolina Panthers, I was going to call them the Charlotte Panthers. I wish they would change their name to the Charlotte Panthers anyway. Exactly. But, <laughs> but before the Carolina Panthers were here, there's a lot of people in this area that were Washington football team fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's and, – and there's a lot of people, like, shout-outs to a friend of the show, um, you know, Hurricane Shane Helms, mm-hmm. who grew up Washington football team fans. Carolina yeah. Panthers came, and now they're also fans of the Panthers. So there are people who are going to be there who are fans of, of both sides. There's a lot of local interest in this game. Shout-outs to Jennifer King, another fan, uh, friend yeah. of the show, who is a coach for the Washington football team, got her start with the Carolina Panthers. She's from North Carolina. You better believe that she's going to have family in those stands wanting to see her coach uh, her first professional game in the state of North Carolina. So, um, you know, this is just going to be a big game all around. A lot of small storylines, but the big storyline, of course, uh, is Cam Newton. Now, speaking of Cam, a lot lot of comparisons. We've made this comparison, Chris, on our our Saturday show, Culture State Saturdays, about getting back together with a significant other after a little bit of a time away. Now we had this conversation with your friend Val to Ford back mm-hmm. on Saturday. So let's actually play the conversation, Chris, for those people that may have missed it about maybe the, not only the dangers, but also maybe the pluses of getting back together with a significant other. And we'll hear that right after this. Spoiler alert. I'm right. Going back to after your ex or your ex coming back after you. I mean, that's, that's what it is, Chris. You know, it's, it's not as bad as it sounds, though. I mean, is it, though? Going back to your ex sometimes can work. Well, you know what, Chris? I'm, I'm living proof of that. Uh, okay, well, okay, <laughs> you're an example of that. All right, well, you know what, Chris? A lot of people have been making these analogies in terms of, okay, getting back with a significant other, a long-time significant other, with Cam Newton signing back with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So, for Chris Lee, I'm Dennis Cox. For Anthony and for Kevin producing the show today. Welcome to Culture State Saturdays here on 99.9 The Fan. So again, a lot of people are making these references, just like we did now, regarding getting back with a significant other. Well, you know what? Let's bring in a relationship expert, Chris, right here at the top of the show. Absolutely. We're going to bring in our friend Val DeFord, your old friend. Yes. Val DeFord. I love Miss Val DeFord. So Val She's amazing. Joining us here on the <laughs> Easter Automotive Group Hotline, you can give a follow of hers. Just go to ValDeFord.com. You can check out all the relationship advice and everything that she can give you. Valda, my first question for you is this morning, what are some of the dangers of getting back together with a long-term significant other? Well, first of all, there are about 50% of people who do get back together successfully. See? Okay. And so, I'm part of the 50%. Yeah, some, 50%. So some of the dangers are that you have romanticized the why that you left, right? You have let go of all of the negatives and only seeing the positives. So if you were in a toxic relationship to begin with, where there was especially violence, that's a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Never go back there. But 
It may be just that you're lonely and you're trying to fill a void. That is a terrible reason to get back together. Ms. Valdeford from Valdeford.com. Uh, first off, it's good to hear your voice once again. Uh, for, for those who don't know, I used to do radio in the triad area, and she would be a, a guest with me for once a month. So it was always great, and people loved the segment. People always talked about it. Um, but I, I do want to ask you um, about this, though. For, for the ones that are successful, when you do mm-hmm. have a relationship that where you get back together after being broken apart, what are some of the things that you have to discuss and, and what hurdles you have to get over to make sure that that relationship is successful for the second time around? The big challenge for most relationships and the reason they break up is because there was poor communication. So if you're someone who thinks that your love language is about hugging and holding on to each other and the mm-hmm. other person's love language is about receiving things all the time, each of you has a mistaken interpretation of what love feels like. Mm. You have to be willing to have that conversation. For instance, I have a really good friend uh, who loves to give things. I personally don't love to give. I feel like I give all year round every day (laughs) in the best way that I can to everybody. So I don't think gifts themselves are important. But if I'm not a gift giver for a person who thinks receiving gifts is good it's going to be a problem it's simple conversation most of the time okay well that's that's very important now you mentioned communication being a very big thing now if things do now okay you did mention earlier about forgetting the negatives and remembering all the positive stuff but is it dangerous to say that when those negative things do start to come back when you start realizing and recognizing some of those negative things is the reason why you split how how do people work through those Well, it depends on what the negative was. Mm -hmm. Again, if it was violence, if it was controlling, if it was manipulation, if it was just the kind of thing that even if it's not physical violence, it's psychological violence Mm -hmm. where somebody says, oh, uh, what do you want to eat today? And they say, I don't care. And then when you cook, they say, why would you cook that? You have to start to pay attention to those Mm -hmm. things. If you really feel like you're deeply, deeply in love with that person, sometimes it's not love as much as it is commitment or it is familiarity. Maybe you're committed to the family. Maybe you like the financial situation. But I suggest that one or both, preferably both, work with a counselor about those issues because a lot of times they are able to be overcome, but you have to be willing to be the adult to be serious about this is what was going on and this is what we need to fix. And if neither is willing to fix it or one is able to fix it, then, you know, move on. So, of course, we're relating what's happening in sports right now to actual relationships. Cam Newton being back with the Carolina Panthers. They needed him. He needed them. Mm -hmm. He was sitting at home. They had a very bad quarterback situation, and their bad quarterback situation got worse when Sam Darnold, who's a bad quarterback, got injured, and he was their best quarterback on uh, on their roster. So what about relationships that happen because of convenience? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where, well, you know, if they're still around – they can ha- kind of help out with the bills. It is cuffing season. <laughs> My life is a, l- a little bit cheaper, you know, right now. You know, it, like, is, is that a good – can that turn into a good situation or do you think that's one of those things where, um, you know, relationships out of convenience should be something that should be uh, avoided at all costs? 
Well, you have to remember that around the world, other people get together out of convenience all the time. They don't have any say-so from the romantic side. Mm. Someone else picks their partner. They decide that they both want to have children or something like that. And it works. It works depending on what it is that you want. If you, too, decide that, hey, I want companionship, this person respects me, we have the same type of beliefs as far as faith and finances and family, then, yeah, that can work out. Now, does it need to work out for life or does it need to work out temporarily? There are just a lot, to the end of the season. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people right now who are together because of the pandemic. You know, they are together because they need a job or something else happened in their situation and they may find out that it's a beautiful thing or when the world turns upside down again, they may decide, "Oh, that was convenient and now I'm out." Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, okay, relationship of convenience. See, I, I okay. I, I'm I don't, I'm not here for I personally I'm not here for a relationship of convenience, by the way. But, you know, but I will say this though, relationships do make things a little bit more convenient for everybody. Uh, for sure. You know, cuz yeah. there are certain things now in your new relationship that mm-hmm. like has made your life a little bit easier. So, I mean, it, it's kind of it's once you get used to those things, it's going to be hard for you to Go back to the old way of, of living life. Sure. You know? so. Yeah, that, absolutely. Valdaford.com. You can give her a follow and check out all the expertise that she can provide. Valdaford joining us here in the Keith Automotive Group Hotline. Valda, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you so much. Again, Valdaford.com. That's eye-opening, Chris. Yo, you know what? And and here's the thing. And me and you are on two different sides oh, on yeah. this. But, you know, you're you're against getting back with an ex. Well, if it if it if it was a bad split. Now, I understand the fact that sometimes with people, it can be like, okay, maybe we're, it's it's early in relationship or early in lives, and you're still trying to figure out each other what you want in relationship and what you want from a significant other. And sometimes being apart will help you discover that. I totally understand that. But for a long term relationship that ended where one side said no, you know, the other side didn't. But here's my thing. What is your definition of a bad split? Because because I think any time that you are with somebody that you loved and somebody's going to have to bring it up, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to have to say, no, this ain't working and you're going to split it up. And then that is going to be a bad split because I've had. First off, let me just put this out here. I'm friends with all of my exes. Okay. I don't see anything wrong being friends with exes, right? Sure. And, and, you know, unless, um, you know, like what Valda said, if somebody's abusive or things like that, yep, like that, you, is. that person doesn't have to be in your life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never experienced any of that. Okay. And so I'm friends, I'm literally friends with all of my exes. And so, um, you know, but I can say that after the first six months after we broke up, it wasn't like we were friends then. Yeah. You know, because somebody was hurt because somebody else brought up the fact that we don't need to be together. And then after time, it's like, okay, you remember why you liked that person in the first place as a person, and then you just kind of built that friendship back up. So it's always possible to at least have an amicable relationship with somebody. And then even in my case right now with my wife, we were dating. Mm -hmm. We broke up. Okay. She dated somebody else. I did my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like a few months later, about almost like less than a year later, Got back together, and we've been together since. Yeah. And that was like over 10 years ago, and we're married now with a kid. Yeah. With nice house in Durham. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, like, it's possible. So I don't think people could always shut the door, and you never know what could happen on the second act. 
And that's the whole thing with Cam Newton. You never know what could happen on the second act. It could end at the end of the season. It could end two or three years from now, and maybe we're talking about the Carolina Panthers making a few playoff runs. Well, I will say, Chris, eventually we will get to the end of the road. Although we've come oh, we're not there yet, though. The I don't know if I want to sing this oh, yet. Oh, no, it's, we're getting there. We're going to get there faster than you think. He just got signed on Thursday. We're not and, there yet. And we're, no, we're already we're already <laughs> on that path, Chris. It's going to end. I'm guaranteeing you. It's going to end, people. A lot of people are like, oh, this honeymoon come back together. All the negative things that we remembered about the past, they're all going to come back. His, you right his now. jersey is going to be retired. He's going to be in a ring of yep. honor. Mm-hmm. So technically, it will never end. He oh, is it's... forever a Carolina Panther. Yeah. So that was just a piece of our conversation from Saturday. If you ever want to be entertained on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. make sure you listen to Coach State Saturday 10 to noon on 99.9 The Fan. If you're in the Raleigh area, I know people, I was going to say Raleigh-Durham area, and I know people hate that here. So if you're in the Triangle area and you hear Raleigh-Durham area, that's fine. Raleigh-Durham area is okay, but you can't just say okay. for those in Raleigh-Durham. That's different. That's uh, Okay, okay. Raleigh-Durham area is okay. I got you. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't making anybody upset. Uh, but if you're not in the area, though, you can uh, download the WREL Sports Fan app. Uh, you can listen live there. Just choose the 99.9 The Fan stream 10 to noon um, on it's Saturday great. mornings. And, you know, we're there. Uh, and it's it's completely different. Some people have gotten confused. It's completely different from the podcast. So we just oh, yeah. took what was on the show and put it on the podcast, which we haven't done that before. Uh, but we thought it was relevant for what this was. But it's a completely different thing. And, uh, you know, so I want you guys to be able to enjoy that and, uh, you know, just hang out with us on a Saturday morning. Exactly. As it comes to Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. Mr. Dennis Cox. Yes. Here's the thing. um, As we're recording this on a Tuesday, um, some people may hear this after the Washington football team game. Uh, but, you know, we don't know who has been named starter officially yet. Yeah. Matt Rule has said, as we know right now as we're recording this, Cam will get most of the first team reps. Sure. Tuesday is an off day for the Panthers, so I'm sure today is a day that Cam is just in the playbook, looking at film, cramming, you know, making sure he knows what's happening. I think that Cam doesn't need to start this Saturday, this Sunday. Sure. The reason why I feel that is because – by the time this Sunday rolls around, he would have been practicing with the team for only 10 days. He would have been officially signed for 11 days, but practicing with the team for only 10 days. I still think that you put keep some training wheels on him for right now because he's still in, you know, mini camp OTAs phase where he's still trying to get to learn the the playbook, you know, yeah. and typically when you're mini camp OTAs phase you're three, four months away from actually playing on the field in the game that matters, much less 10 days away from trying to get a you know an important win at home. There's also getting back into game shape, too. There's there's that factor, you know. Can't just come yeah. off not having played in two plus months and just play a full NFL game. And you're going against a coach that coached you, that drafted you. Yeah. And he knows everything about you, including your weaknesses. And he has a great defense, right? So let's let's put on the training wheels for a little bit and put PJ Walker out there as a starter. Now I would expect Cam would have more snaps than what he had uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, if you have third and short situations, maybe even second and short situations, um, 
you know, put Cam in there, of course, uh, and then let him run a few more plays and kind of have like the Taysom Hill type of thing going on uh, that the Saints do. Uh, but give it some time. You have the bye week coming up after my after the Miami game. Take the training wheels off then. Uh, but I, I think that that the Panthers need to go slow with this because Ron Rivera is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He knows what to do to make Cam really uncomfortable. And he only knows this this offense. He only would have known this offense for 10 days. So that's one of the things I just want to put out there. It's not like I'm a football savant or anything like that, <laughs> but it's something that, you know, I've just been thinking about. I just want to put that out in the air. I mean, you were doing X's and O's breakdown earlier, Chris. I mean, <laughs> you know, I got to draw these, you know, linebackers and stuff up. You know, it's, and here's the thing. Look, work them in whatever way you know how. The fact that you can use two quarterbacks, how do you prepare for both? There's, there's all kinds of stuff that you can get deep into the weeds too. But at the end of the day, the only thing I care about, Cam Newton's back on the field. That's the only <laughs> thing I care about. He's back in a Panthers uniform, and guess what? To us as fans, it's all that matters. You say you had no expectations. I, I have zero. I have zero expectations. So did, let I, me ask you this, though. Okay. If the Panthers do not make the playoffs this year, okay, is it uh, a disappointment for the coaching staff, or do you think they'll use that uh, use Cam as a scapegoat, and Cam will be the disappointment if they don't make it to the playoffs? Um, I mean, you're, you're, that's a lot of what ifs. Like, okay, well, why didn't they? Is it because the offense stink, or did the defense all of a sudden get bad? I mean, it all it all depends on how you know how how does Cam play? But at the end of the day, like they put themselves in this situation. Absolutely. I. We talked about this on Saturday as well uh, for settling for less than what they wanted and needed. Um, that's what put them in this situation. Absolutely. So really it's on them at the end of the day. Uh, totally agree. Um, but I think this is when you talk about the redemption of being Superman. Yeah. If this team ends up making the playoffs now, they, they, they didn't, they weren't horrible beforehand as far as like, they weren't completely out of it. Like you, you, the NFC, it's going to be tight. There's going to be like a nine or eight win team that's going to make the playoffs this year, right? Because there, there's teams that are in that middle range between six and four wins. There's a lot of teams that's that's there. Uh, San Francisco got a big win to put themselves in that conversation, and they were just kind of horrible themselves. Um, but if he were to be able to get this team into the playoffs, you got to really call him Superman at that point after not playing legitimate football yeah. uh, for months not knowing this uh, this uh, playbook or this coaching staff and being away from Charlotte and getting this team who had Sam Darnold <laughs> into the playoffs. Now, what they do after that, I don't care because the playoffs is just a bonus, right? Yeah. You know, if they lose first round, so what? Yeah. Cam, you did your job, baby. Exactly. You showed why you deserve to get paid. Hey, you, you did your what? job. He showed exactly why, showed exactly what he is, and that's yeah. face of the franchise and that he's relevant. And that's what matters. As a Panthers fan, though, that matters. As a Panthers fan, I'm I'm looking ahead and I see that the Panthers have some decisions to make because you got Hassan Reddick on that defense who already has what nine and a half, ten sacks this season. A lot of them came from Arizona Mm -hmm. and had 12 and a half last year. And they were like, eh, it's a fluke. We don't want to resign you, spend that money on you. He's on a one year contract with the Carolina Panthers. So you know, do you want to have him back? I would say you probably would want to have him back. You also have Stefan Gilmore. Um, do you want to have that guy back? I would think you would want to have that guy guy back. He wants to get paid. Uh, Dante Jackson, 
he's on the end of his contract. Do you yeah. want to have that guy back? I think you do because Dante Jackson has gotten better every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you have a decision to make with Cam Newton. And, oh, by the way, Sam Darnold is going to count $18 million against the dead money for next year if yeah. you don't have him. And then if you do have him, you still have to pay him that money. Yeah, you're paying him anyway. so He's a very expensive yeah. mistake. So good thing that the salary cap is going up next year, but still there's some decisions to make for this team. You know what's not an expensive mistake, Chris? 1099 Papa Murphy's Pizzas on Tuesdays. Large pizzas at Papa Murphy's on Tuesdays. They're only 1099. That's not an expensive mistake at all. It's actually a fantastic deal. So make sure you head out to your local Papa Murphy's. You order online, take that pizza home, pop it into your oven, take it out nice and fresh, and enjoy it. Papa Murphy's change the way you pizza. Pop it, pop it, pop it. You know what's also not an expensive mistake? Oh, look at you. Oh. Oh, that looked that looked looked pretty good right there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> What's also wild. not an expensive mistake is um giving us five stars, man. Like yeah. that's free. You can do that right now for free 99. Exactly. You know, and guess what? We'll hug you for free. We'll hug you for free if we see you out in public and when the pandemic is over. So, you know, we gotta keep everybody safe. Exactly. <laughs> but give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Culture State Pod. You can follow me at the fan rookie. I'm at Chris Lee TV everywhere. Remember, my last name has a A in it. L-E-A. That's the right way to spell Lee. It's a North Carolina thing as well. Look it up. Sure. We'll take your word for it. Culture State. Leesburg, North Carolina. It's a North Carolina thing. Solomon Lee, the first president of Greensboro College. L-E-A. It's a North Carolina thing. Roots. You ever heard of Roots? That's in North Carolina. Caswell County. Chicken George, his last name is Lee, L-E-A. It's a North Carolina thing. Look it up. Peace. The Culture State Podcast, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network, with new shows coming out every Wednesday. Download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL Sports Fan app.